Did you know that Americans once elected a mule? Yes, you heard that right. No one really bothered to check if the name on the ballot belonged to a human. Now, you may have heard many cat voted as mayor stories, but most of these animal voted mayor stories are just fundraisers where everyone paid $1 to vote and some cute furry thing is picked to be an honorary mayor. Sometimes, like the mule I mentioned, the candidate and votes are real. Like in Zalapa, Mexico, where a cat allegedly bagged 12,000 votes in a 2013 election to get rid of the rats, that is, politicians. Apparently, voters worldwide are willing to elect almost anything except those standing for elections. And American voters will apparently vote for anything standing for the elections as long as they are from the correct party, even if they have four legs. And remember, there are only two correct parties in America. Third party or any other party candidates, two legs or four, stand no chance. America went from a nation that began with no parties to one where you cannot win unless you belong to the right party among two. Sometimes, no chance extends even to one of the two correct parties. President Biden does not even have a primary because, as far as he is concerned, he is the only choice for Democrat voters even if he has the worst ratings of any sitting president ever. Hence, our question for this episode is whether voters actually care who their candidate is. Welcome to What Are We, a podcast powered by CallHub, the one-stop campaigning platform for all those who want to make the world a better place. In this podcast, we ask questions about policy, election and democracies as we hear from all sides and ask them to make their case so you can decide for yourself what really are we. Back to our topic. Now, the list of third-party and independent candidates running for president in 2024 has been expanding, driven by weak approval ratings for both Biden and Trump. Ah! Their poor ratings have even produced a category of US voters that pollsters and strategists describe as double haters. And since US elections do not require the president to belong to any party, thank God for George Washington who kicked this off, most third-party candidates are independents. But do third parties or independents win anything? The last time any of them mattered was in 1992 when George W. Bush, the father, lost to Bill Clinton thanks to a 19% vote share that went to the independent billionaire Ross Perot. Such an outcome has even been predicted for 2024 by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the independent candidate most likely to cause a repeat of the 1992 situation. He declared recently in a rally in Philadelphia, the Democrats are frightened that I am going to spoil the election for President Biden. The Republicans are frightened that I am going to spoil it for President Trump. And he is right. Since 1900, only five third-party candidates, Theodore Roosevelt in 1912, Robert La Follette in 1924, Storm Thurmond in 1948, George Wallace in 1968, and John Hospers in 1971 have been able to capture some significant electoral votes. The rest have just spoiled the party for one party or the other. But does 1992 have to repeat? Well, here's a statistic to chew on. Some 63% of US adults currently agree with the statement that the Republican and Democratic parties do such a poor job that a third party is needed. 2024 may just be the year for the third party in America. So who do we have? Well, realistically, other than the Kennedy, there's Cornel West who makes all the right noises and Jill Stein. There is also No Labels, a third-party political group which has already raised $60 million for 2024 and has qualified for the ballot in 12 states, including the battleground states of Arizona, Nevada and North Carolina without a presidential candidate in place. We also have the West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin III, 
who is not running for another Senate term but is flirting with an independent presidential bid to mobilize the middle, as he has put it. How he intends to do it remains a mystery. And if this sounds like a hodgepodge of no-hopers who are never going to get more than 10 votes, well, that's because you're probably right. They mostly won't. You see, whatever 63% of US adults may tell Gallup, what really matters is how they vote in the elections. And so far, they have openly voted quite firmly against everything they coyly tell Gallup secretly. So what explains this uniquely American duopoly? Their love for two parties. This calls for a separate podcast episode, but let's put it this way. In a winner-takes-all system like the one in the US, there is a tendency for political parties to consolidate into two major parties and the voters align with the parties who are most likely to win. Third parties are likely to make a dent but cannot win and that's not acceptable to Americans, apparently. They want results and they want it now. While they admit that the two parties they are voting for represent a broken process that leaves them without good choices, not ensuring at least one of the bad choices wins would apparently threaten democracy. Also, the American voters seem to feel someone has to win because Americans only back winners except the 50% of the country that doesn't but there's always next time and that is also a hidden joy of the two-party system isn't it there's always next time coming back to our mule what does it really have to do with anything well here's the story in 1938 Kenneth Simmons the democratic mayor of Milton Washington decided to prove that voters had no real idea for whom they were casting votes Mayor Simmons secretly helped put a Republican candidate named Boston Curtis up for the position of Republican precinct committee man. The mayor made sure everything was proper and legal when planning. There was a filing notice formally announcing the mule's candidacy, which was signed by Boston Curtis, except in place of a signature, there was a stamp of one of his hooves. The mayor had also signed it as a witness, thus making it a legal document. There was no campaign and no platform presented by the candidate. Voters didn't even see the candidate. Republican voters just ticked his name because he was listed as a Republican. Curtis managed to win his race with 51 votes. Simons hadn't expected the mule to get elected, but it did. And the town of Milton had a new Republican committee man, Boston Curtis. A report in a Milwaukee Journal issue of September 30th, 1938 summed it up nicely. To quote, It was a pretty mean trick to play on a mule, getting him into politics that way and making a fool of him. But at least Boston Curtis can congratulate himself on being no more of a donkey than the 51 Republicans who voted for him without taking the trouble to find out what he was. And perhaps that is what we really are. Thank you for listening to the What Are We podcast by CallHub, the one-stop campaigning platform for the chain makers of the world. We look forward to your comments and ideas as we go about What Are We. Do rate us on Apple iTunes or Spotify if you enjoy this episode. Cheers.